Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 41 of your show. That's right. The Kick Out Crew. I, we had a great time last week, you know, uh, with our boy Anthony. Want to give a shout out to him. Uh, it was fun having him on. Uh, he's hilarious. And if you haven't checked out that episode, my God, you're missing a good one. That being said, of course, I am James Elcora. I may have said that again, but fuck it. I'll say it twice. Uh, you know, and I want to welcome you to the new episode. Uh, episode 41. Like I said, we are at the Kickout Crew. And you can catch us, uh, you know, on all of your podcast platforms. And hey, even watch the video episodes on YouTube because, uh, you know, that's the best shit. You get to see all of our live reactions and, you know, maybe some culinary tricks <laughs> down the line. But hey, uh, I think I've rambled enough to uh, bring in this episode. So I'm going to kick it out to a uh, big Bradley Cool Diesel. So, hey, Brad, you know, shout out, big sexy. Why don't you let us know what's going on on uh, this uh, very, uh, very time worthy episode of Kickout Crew? Don't worry. Going to keep it nice and simple this week, James. However, I know everybody, I appreciate everybody reaching out to me on uh, Twitter, uh, making sure I was okay. I know I got a little bit real last week. So I just want to give you an update. Uh, wife went away on uh, Monday for two days. So I was kind of had to be here on Monday, took the day off of work because I had people in and out of the house, people taking our clothes, people cleaning them because of the fire that you guys heard about last week. So I, I'm in the shower. It's probably about four or five o'clock in the afternoon. You know, I, I took that long to get there. I was off. And I come downstairs and there's glitter everywhere. My dogs seem to find some little bag of glitter somewhere in the house. Now they were already sleeping at this point. I was only up there for 15 minutes and there was glitter everywhere. Here's the problem. My adjuster and the insurance company told me not to clean anything in the house. Don't clean anything in the house because that'll take away from your claim. Now, look, I'm not a thief or anything, but at the same time, we want to get maximum what we can get. So I'm like, oh shit, well, what do I, I can't just let this glitter sit here. Cause we're not just talking a little bit of glitter. We're talking a big ass pile of glitter. So, all right, I'm not gonna vacuum. I'm gonna get the broom out. I sweep it up. Still lots of glitter everywhere. It's on my clothes. It's on the dog. Dogs are shitting out glitter for two days, okay? <laughs> Wife comes home last night at about 9.30. She's looking around the house. She goes, "Um, why, why is all this glitter here? I'm like, all right, hon. So I tell her the story and I tell her why it's still there. She goes, all right, well, when did it happen? And where did they find the glitter? I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't know when they found it. It's not, a, you know, we'll just have to clean it later. She goes, all right, we got to know. So forgetting, and I'm not even thinking, I told you guys the video last week of us with the, the fire, I could actually see the whole thing, like what went down in the house because we have the ring app in the living room. 
So she's going through the video of the day of Monday. And she goes, oh, nice red undies and wife beater. As in, I'm wearing the beater and the red underwear in the living room. Like, whoa, 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 slow down. Wait, turn that shit off. She goes, what? I go, well, you know, this is not that important that you need to go through my whole day when I was home on a Monday and watch what the hell I'm doing in the living room. She goes, well, what the hell were you doing in the living room? Oh, you scratch like, your ass right there. Did you fart? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Look, I'm not saying I got anybody over, you know, like I'm not saying anything like that. I'm not saying I'm jerking off on the couch or anything like that. But you know what? When you think you're alone in the house, you don't want people watching what's on video. And I think everybody here can agree to that. It turned into a little bit of a fight. I said, yeah, when you That's think true. you're alone, hon, please. This, what does it matter? She's why did, can you just tell me exactly when it was? I'm like, what is so important about this clear that you're going to watch 12 hours of footage of me, like you said, scratching my ass on the couch, <laughs> apparently in my red underwear and wife beater. I don't think uh, she believes your story about the dogs. I bet she thinks you think she glitter all over. A yeah. stripper party, bro. You had a stripper yeah. party. Yeah. Stripper party, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Big money Brad had a big old party right? in his house. Yeah. Wife oh, big gone. old big Bradley Cool Diesel. You know, old big sexy, old B Red. Well, she ain't missing that on the video. I'll tell you that if that happened. But <laughs> man, I'll true. tell you what, it's making me think about everything now when I'm sitting down in that room. Like, like I'm being watched at any time. It's, I mean, do the cameras really zoom in that much, though? It it's um yes, it's just you can just see me like you're seeing me right now. Well, yeah, but I mean, like if you're it's naked, like this, except it's like this. If you're naked, how like is it a microscope? It's a, it's a it's a camera of the entire living room. Yeah. Mm. So you're on the couch. Oh yeah, I, I can't get away probably with fish islands. Probably wouldn't even see nothing. Maybe the hair, unless you manscape. So. Anyway, that's all. Does the carbon message range on Brad? <laughs> I'm sure nobody here would want that either. Yeah. When you think you're alone and you're ah, that's good. Yeah, all right, back to Sorry. you. That's all I got. Um man, dude. Hey, that was a very fast and very efficient story. You talked uh, <laughs> I think Speedy Gonzalez style, you know. Uh shout out to old cartoon. That being said, uh I guess it's time to, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess it's done. What an ass. <laughs> shout out to old cartoons. So random. Speedy Gonzalez, man. He's an old cartoon. Shout out to old cartoon. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice well, about the, hey, well, we got a speed racer this segment on over to uh, Mike. So, Mike, how's your week been? It's been doing good. Um, got a couple quick hitters first you said something about youtube if you watch this on youtube you get to see adam's hair always remember that it's there hey keep it under the toboggan man that's the main event adam <laughs> oh is this, the, the, is this uh, turn of the hour footage you know draw him into the next hour unfreaking real really i have yep. no I, I did not know adam's hair was that over i had no clue it's way hey, over like, hey do what you do bro if people like it you know what i'm saying hey. It's do. getting us the views. Keep bringing it out. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Number two, Kickout Crew has new merch out. I forgot to mention it last week. It's been out now for a little bit. So we do have new merch. It's at bonfire.com slash kickout crew or some shit like that. Look up on Twitter. We got it on there. So 
get yourself something. We got some coffee cups now. We got some water bottles. We got some cooking aprons. We got shit for your dog. We got, I mean, we're getting there. It's, it's a dog oh, yeah. shirt. It's not literal shit for your dog, but it is a dog shirt. Yeah, it's a dog shirt. So I'm sure Brad's going to have some of them soon. I'm right. thinking about it. Yeah, I'm hey, your sure dog would be the most aggressive <laughs> dog on that walk if you gave it a T-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> that is pretty badass. So, and nothing, I want to go back a couple weeks ago when Mr. Devin was on here. I asked you guys a question. I want to ask him. I asked about what what superstar wrestler would you like to see get a good, like a good push? Not fucking Sammy Guevara. <laughs> him, I'm gonna, I will kick you in the balls. You know the very first person I'm, that comes to my mind is Sammy Guevara's understudy, Daniel Garcia. He's prime well, and ready for a big push. Th- there's yeah. a catch. I'm talking about somebody like a Dolph Ziggler or an R2, somebody that's been in the game for a good minute that's kind of been there but never quite hit that peak. So a veteran. Yeah, as a veteran. And I know like Dolph Ziggler's been world champion and everything else, but he's never really been the main, main guy. So somebody like that, who would you like to see in 2023 get a push and do that? Come hmm. on. Come on. Dead air. It could be anybody. I don't know. Sammy Guevara? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to kick you in the balls. <laughs> um, no, I'm ready. Honestly, that's a hard, that's a good question. It's a uh, Lord Almighty. What are we doing? Oh, no, I wasn't prepared for this. You throw I, me off. I even, I even talked to you about this. It's not Sammy. It's an easy question. Um, uh, I would love Brian Cage, too. He had a Chris great Cow. match against uh, Dingle, or Brian Danielson. I think he honestly pass. could get one. Are you he, asking I'm a question or saying the answer? Brian Danielson? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, who are we're, you? We're, we'll let it pass. A great start, fellas. Off to Mike, a great Jackson. Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson. The 10 push that's been in the game for a little bit and you need a good push. Mike Jackson. The 10 time light heavyweight champion, Mike Jackson. <laughs> You should have said Dolph Ziggler since he said Dolph Ziggler. Mike's <laughs> Dolph Ziggler yes, there's Dolph. I mean, you got like Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler. Ziggler. Mike Sh- Jackson. Shelton Benjamin. Mike Jackson. I mean, so Shelton's a real Robin. one. I'd love Shelton. I'd love uh, Bobby Lashley to get back up in like the world He's title been push. The champion last year. That was like uh, two years ago. But uh, all right, um, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode. <laughs> there you go. Right, that so works. Back to you, Jay. Good. That works. My, I got one more question for everybody. And done quick. Ready? What is going to be, what would be the most shocking surprise for a Royal Rumble this year for you guys? CM Punk. So, we, know, we, we know like Cody Rose is probably going to win it, but what would shock you the most if it happened? CM Punk. Well, CM Punk or Jericho. By the Stephanie time McMahon. this airs, we'll know who won it. Yeah, that sucks. So, but, Stephanie what a, won. That was cool. <laughs> I'm not talking I about. It was awesome. I don't think he's talking about a win. I think he's talking about just like, or are you talking about a win? Uh, no, even even like winning the Royal Rumble. Somebody that, well, completely like, unexpected this year. It was crazy when Goldberg came back in number thirty and won it all. Right. Okay. <laughs> what about what about Austin Theory winning? Well, we'll know by now. 
could be. Adam, what do you think? You know, there's um, there's you know, see the murmurs about Stone Cold coming back and The Rock coming back, and I just feel like if if they're either one of them were coming back, they're really missing out on promoting it. Because I think that's something you promote. If you got some like two guys with that big of a name coming back, you promote it. Yeah. But what, there's, what about there's a guy there's a guy that nobody's mentioned yet, and it's Eric Watts. Ooh, that's a good one. I, 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 I just totally disagree with that, Adam, because I think that the Royal Rumble and the WrestleMania sell out no matter what. And I think saying that one of these big names will be in it. I don't think it's going to get that many more views, especially at a WrestleMania. But um, because I, I think people... hey, Dallas, Dallas was sucking in sick ticket sales. People thought Stone Cold was going to come back. But the minute Kevin Owens and him kind of did that little digital media video bullshit, they did sell 20,000 more tickets right after he announced. Well, isn't this one already sold out? That is true. Uh, yeah, it's already sold out. They haven't announced one match yet. so Right. Yeah. No chance. That's what you got. That would be the craziest thing. What if Vince came back and won the Rumble? That'd be the most like nuts on face movie. Eric no, Young is what I'm talking about. I said Eric was. No, Eric Young. My fault. <laughs> I'm multitasking. Eric Young. I love Eric. By the time, by the time this comes out, everybody's gonna tell us how wrong we are and how much of a yeah, ass. That is one are. of my so favorite things. Figure how wrong I was the next week. <laughs> uh, I, I hope Eric Young comes back. Really, that would be insanity. See what you did there, yeah. 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 Hey, get old. What's her name? The superhero bitch to uh, you know, go back crazy, huh? She already, already getting there though. She already is. Mm-hmm. For the most part, <laughs> not a bad. Hey, not a bad crew, Mike. I want to go back to your first question you asked me really quick, really quick, because I've been thinking about it this whole time. Someone that I love who's been the tag team division for a long time that I'd love for him to get a full push, Montez Ford. Boom. Okay. That works. We can do that. Devin, what's the smoke? Great answer. Runs. (laughs) Hey, he does a hell of a frog splash, too. And back to you, James. Jumps out of the frame. Dude, it's so sick. So that was it, huh, Mike? On the old, uh... he said back to you, James. Okay, well, I, I mean, you said it earlier, and then everybody, you know, Devin wanted the smoke. My bad. (laughs) All right, let's let's just have a good time here, huh? All right, right. You know, I mean, fuck it. Let's just have a. Let's just have a big sexy time, Brad. You know what I mean? Because we are all big. We're all cold diesels right now. Speaking of uh, Brad and being Big Bradley Cool Diesel, what is today's agenda, Brad? So uh, we weren't sure what our second match was going to be last week. This week, we are still going with the rivals, at least half of the rivals. We're going to talk about Lita versus Trish, and we're going to be talking about the main event of Raw, December 6, 2004, first women's main event. And just to take a little bit of a swerve, we're going to talk about our boy, Cabana Man Dan versus Blake Christian, GCW, take a picture, 2023, Dan. Yeah. I don't know what that meant. I will say that all first no flops thing is fucking sick, dude. 
It really yep. is cool. Like his uh, the shirt thing, and then the like all flips, no flops. Awesome. Yeah, well, I don't know why I'm not wearing it. Shout out, Commander Man Dan. But uh, maybe seeing him at Top Guy Weekend. Oh, spoiler! Oh, Brad, um, Sean Ross Stanton? Is that what we're doing right now? <laughs> Rumor has it. Yeah, yeah how did you hear about it? You might see, you you might see a couple of guys. You, uh, you know? Rumor has it. Huntsville? Oh, you just... Same weekend? GCW, you're connected, I don't you're know. connecting in the Huntsville area, huh? Woo! Well, hey, I'm going to... Thinking cap is on. Oh, so... So you're connected in the Huntsville area or all that? Putting two and two together. I mean, the guys oh, in yeah. the office, like, really love you, Brad. Oh, yeah. But, you're yeah, I mean, yeah, can we just, like, <laughs> bagel on around to this first match? Okay. Oh. All right, Brad, so I guess we're going to bagel on around <laughs> to this first match, which is uh, Trish and Lita. <laughs> That's a deep cut. For the WWE Women's Championship. On a Monday Night Raw, as uh, you all know, and as we've discussed, it's the first women's uh, main event on Raw. So, what better crew to cover it than you and us, yo? Kick out crew, your show. It uh, took place on December 6th, 2004, from the Cricket Arena in Charlotte, North Carolina. Had an attendance of uh, 4,000, but I doubt that's exact. And the match length was a little over seven minutes, but you know, that's all you know. That's all the information. But hey, Devin, yes. how did we get there? Well, so this all starts back in the Attitude Era when Lita and Trish actually debuted. They were often linked into each other's eyes and into the fans' eyes to be kind to each other's rival. It all started when Lita who was the high-flying superstar, the punk rocker chick, and Trish got by with her good looks. Lita would join up with the Hardy Boys, so she was kind of dating Matt Hardy at the time. And Trish, Trish Stratus, she would join up with TNA, Tess, and Elbert. Join that team. Trish Stratus would actually get her first ever win in the WWE in a three-on-three match. With, T- with Tess and Elber over the Hardy Boys and Lita. So now fast forward to 2004 when this match would take place. Both women were bona fide superstars at the time. And Trish ran over the entire women's division, aligning herself with Christian and Tyson Tonko and becoming much superior on the microphone than in her early career. Lita, on the other hand, became like a sympathetic baby face after she was forced to marry Kane, kind of being impregnated by him. That entire year in 2004, Trish would throw random shots at Lita, talking to her like, uh, like giving her shots about, oh, I'm glad your wedding, your uh, marriage is working out. Congrats on the pregnancy that you always wanted. Like, and then showed her a picture of Kane and her baby that was like supposed to be an ugly baby. Was this the <laughs> punting of the baby time? Uh, that was actually a month before this match that we were covering now. So uh, yeah. Snitsky ended up punting Lita's baby, and that was a whole another aspect. But two weeks before, or three weeks before this match that we're covering today, Trish would team up with Snitsky to take on Kane and Lita, and actually Lita and Kane would win by disqualification after Trish and Snitsky beat the crap out of them with, like, steel chairs and stuff. 
So it was kind of intimate that the entire year Trish was torturing Lita and Lita needed to get her retribution. That is a hell of a build for a Raw. You've done less for WrestleMania. Right? <laughs> Look at you. You obviously I, like dude and you like this match. I grew up on these two. Like I grew up in the Attitude Era, so these two are the two star women. That no blue chew needed. Devin grew uh, on these two. No blue chew needed. Indeed. So, all right, I'm going to go right to you, right back to you, Adam. Or not Adam, I'm sorry, Devin. Early in the show, Chris Jericho held a Devo's Limbo contest. The Women's Championship was the main event. Was this a transition era for women? Oh, for sure. When uh, the women were still kind of looked at as like the athletic tens and kind of they're trying to get them in the magazines and everything trying to get their stardom past wrestling so obviously after this though the women's main event Devin, didn't didn't happen for a long time why do you think it why do you think that it is why do you think this happened and then it just stalled out so it it was slowly getting there we've seen the rise a couple years later with mickey james and then beth phoenix and melina so there were some women getting there but I, I honestly don't know. I don't think culture was so, ready. What do you got there, James? Well, here's the thing, <clears throat> and uh, hear me out on this. I don't think the men's uh, division was really turning the tide because this is kind of one of the down periods of it. And uh, the women's uh, division was kind of like gaining a little momentum. So why not go with the hot thing? And since the men's division wasn't really fucking setting it on fire, throw the women in there. You know, the people want to see it. The people respect them. It's not the Braun painting. Well, I mean, it still was uh, kind of at that time, but this was like, hey, they want to see this. Like, this wasn't the Braun Panties mud match. They want to see Lita and Trish fucking go at it. So They I truly that, wanted uh, to see Lita kick Trish's ass. Exactly. And the men's division wasn't uh, hitting on all cylinders quite yet because that was a transition period, you know? Right. So I think that's why I might as well throw it. Hey, put the women in there. Crab wants it. So, Mike, we got two guys pushing a dumpster, checking out a bent over Trish status. Who do you think wrote this shit? Uh, Ben Trisha. Was he there? Or could he have been any assistance on uh, that matter? Damn it. Uh, I, I mean, Vince Man, but there's a bench somewhere. Absolutely, in there. baby. Come on, man. He's I mean, the big There's the always a bench. <laughs> this has Bruce Yeah, Bruce but he, all over it. he was making out with her. He wasn't having other people look at her and everything. He was the one doing it. <laughs> That's when McMahon does it. When Russo does it, other people are doing it. Lita kisses Trish, then throws her down. Adam, after these two things we saw now, we saw the dumpster and we see the kiss. How are you are you ready to take this match seriously now? No, I don't like the build up to it because the whole hey, there's Kane and just like kind of playing back and forth. I mean, they're you gotta take the main event seriously, especially if these two ladies want to be taken seriously. You gotta go in. You gotta just the buildup's gotta be just as good as the match, because if it's a sorry buildup, it's gonna be a sorry match. But do you I, think I agree, especially with it being the first women's main event on Raw. I think they should have built it up a lot better. Besides just like you said, looking at her ass and giving the kiss, and they should have made it a big deal. But do you think this was just a, a, a the, what the time was, and they thought this was a step in the right direction? Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't say that yeah. they meaning uh, WWE should have built it up more. Because right. it wasn't the talents that didn't build it up. They were just doing what they were told. It, oh, yeah, it was creative right. that did all that. It made it more of a thing. James, before you watch this uh, back, do you remember the result? 
Did you know who was going to win? I did not. I do. Uh, this was out of my fandom, but I do remember hearing about it. Like, that's how big of a, like, a deal it was. Like, hey, women are main eventing. And this was when women did, you know, two and a half minutes at best. You know what I'm saying? Especially these two women. They, they yeah. were always put in yeah. positions, for sure. So we have Trish's entrance with the face protector. Devin, Jim Ross was going through next week's matches um, as the women were being introduced. Did you think this was disrespectful to the ladies, or were we just noticing it because they were the ladies? Uh I think that it's not disrespectful at all. I think Excalibur does it today. Like, I, I think it's just it's a common thing. People are coming it down. Is. It's time to run through to some other stuff. Yeah, promote your next week. This it. is the main event, but you got to promote the next shit. Yeah, Correct. absolutely. Yeah. Very good. All right, then we have Lita's entrance. Mike, who's the heel and who's the face in this match? Isn't Lita the face and Trish the heel? just want to make sure I you believe. were paying attention, I can- Mike. Yeah, I'm listening. Who are you rooting for? Uh, Leah. Uh, I don't know. Trish. Both? <laughs> He's rooting for both. <laughs> Whoever I'm going home, home with. Uh, Whoever I'm going home with, huh? <laughs> Trish, Trish was my Alexa Bliss before there was Alexa Bliss. So There are eight minutes left in the show once the match starts. Adam, is that enough time? For, for the ladies back then, for them to have a comfortable match, I believe so. Now, no, because this is kind of the introduction of them two getting matches together, and I think it was like a good sweet spot for them right now. James, this is the main event of the show. It is the first women's main event, but do you think that they really took it that seriously at the time, or was it just another day at the office? Well, uh, I think with the uh, the day-to-day operations of that business, you know, like they change shit on the fly, like, because we it really wasn't promoted, promoted as it should have been. So I kind of think it was, uh, you know, one of those like, hey, they're they're digging the women. Let's just put them at the main event, you know, and then we'll go to next week. Like, I don't think they thought of it as something uh, special like we all do until it was like announced, like maybe what, a week prior? Because they didn't really build it. That is something you could build up. You know what I mean? Like, that's something you could sell and everything. But the fact that how that business is and everything's changing, I think it was just like, fuck it, we're doing this next Monday. Hey, next Monday, you know, first women's main event Raw next Monday. Like, there's no, like, buzz around it. You know, they just did it. I think a lot of it had to do with them being in North Carolina, too. It being her hometown. I think that had a lot to do with it. And wasn't this Trish's last match, too? Didn't she retire after this match? No, she had, like, two more years, so. She retired in 06. Okay. Wasn't very well received, to say the least. Well, it Uh, wasn't promoted to be well received. Right. Right. They roll out of the ring to the middle rope, back in very quick, big chop by Trish. Athletic moves by Trish to avoid Lita, Lita into a pin. Adam, is Trish's athleticism underrated? I think so because she was actually, what, some kind of model or something beforehand. So she was brought in to be trained as a wrestler, which Lita, Lita actually went to Mexico and everywhere, Canada, and everywhere she could to train as a wrestler. But Trish was actually trained to be a wrestler from a model. So I think she did pretty good on the circumstances. It got better and better. Don't you agree? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I, I think Trish put in a lot of work to become a, a wrestler. Like she can't, yeah, yes, she did come in as the model figure, but she wanted to be a wrestler. So that was her step in was, Hey, if my, my foot in the door is being a model. That's fine. It got me in the door. Now I'm going to bust my ass to become the wrestler that I need to be. And that's what Absolutely. she did. Yep. Lita talked 
tosses Trish over the rope outside the ring. Mike, JR always says Lita is differently attractive at the time. But looking at her now, do you think she is differently attractive? And at the time, did you notice that? What I mean is the tattoos, the red the, hair. Oh, yeah. It's sexy. Pulling the, pulling the, uh, the lines of the... Uh, the, the, the G yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, it's definitely a different look than all the other ones. And, I mean, everybody has their type. And there's those types for her. It's definitely sexy. She was definitely good looking, and she definitely could do the working ring. So Lita had it all to me. Hey, Smiley, you know who I'm talking about, Devin. This is your childhood here, man. Who was your bigger crush? Trish. Trish, <laughs> Trish for sure. All right. All right. Uh, no, that's for Allison Faye. She asked me about it uh, when she was on. What was that? Who? I don't remember what episode, but Who? Allison Faye. Who? Allison Faye. Oh. Oh, Allison. She's been on like four times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I you played you. that good, James. Yeah, you were go throwing ahead. me off. That Sorry. was an uncomfortable <laughs> moment for sure. All right. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this because it's, it's worth spending time on. Head first dive by Lita. James, how much disaster should did she avoid here? And should the match have been stopped? Uh, well, uh, speak behind the curtain. Me and my buddy Brandon watched this match earlier because we were hanging out, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna rewatch this match for the uh, you know research on the pod." And uh, we were watching it, and when that happened, he was like, "Cause he's saying like, oh, you know, he's trying to." I'm not gonna say necessarily downplay a lot of things, but he's like, "Uh, he saw through some things." But when he saw that, he's like, "Man, she's got to be really hurt." And I'm like, "Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like that wasn't. <laughs> that's not a spot. <laughs> you know, you don't scorpion yourself on a spot like." That's like broken necks, you know, shit. So, uh, I don't remember the uh, exact intent of your question. What was it? Oh, I just wondered, like, I mean, should she avoid disaster, one? And two, should they have stopped this match because of the way she landed? He, well, that's on the reaction of her. Nowadays, hell, who knows? Yeah. But I think he, he, did, go, he, he did go down and check on her. Uh, my buddy Brandon was like, man, she's got to be hurt. She's got to be hurt. And then there's a couple moves later, which I know we're going to talk about, where I'm like, yeah. he's like, hey, she's just fighting through this. I'm like, got him. Got him. <laughs> you know? To Mike's point, though, the ref did go check on her. So I feel like oh, yeah, if yeah. she would have said, like, no, then oh, 100%. he just threw up the X. Sorry. She broke her neck. I thought she was paralyzed when she did that. Like, oh, it yeah, looks right. bad. And they kept showing the replay. And they even showed the replay later. And it looks terrible. Jeez, and she just come back from neck surgery like a year prior to that. Correct. Exactly. And Adam, I want to go to you on this because was this an unnecessary chance in the match because of their position on the card? Oh, God, yes. I mean, because I don't think Trish was ready for that because you could tell it looked like Trish almost stepped out of the way almost. Maybe she got nervous, and it was just unnecessary. I agree. But but if if Trish was where she was supposed to be, it would have just been a smooth little suicide dive. And that's what people don't understand. That That was Trish's error, not – Yeah, yeah. But why so, even I mean, do was, it? With, it but why even I, do I, it when this just like the next surgery thing just happened? Like, right? I mean, so I rewatched that a couple times. I feel like it's on both dominoes in this. You think it's on both of them, Devin? I I, I honestly do because Lita's feet are bent backwards when she's diving. Like they're all bent up. Like that's that's not uh-huh. the common way. When you watch people dive now, their legs are straight out to fall come, to come back down, so their legs don't come over their head. Scorpion. So Trish, yeah. 
Trish uses the the mask as a weapon, like hitting Lita with it, um, then choking Lita on the top row. Very aggressive Trish strategy here, Devin. Is her style impressing you at this point? Absolutely. Oh, when she debuted back in 1999, this is five years later. Like she she's tremendous in the ring compared to back then. So she's definitely improved to one of the greatest of all time. So now at this point in the match, they have shown the replay of the uh, of the dive out of the ring four times. Mike, is this necessary? Um, if she would have really got hurt, <laughs> no. But since she didn't, I can see it just for them to show and hey, you know, this shit can hurt. She could have got hurt. Like, I think, you know, if she would have really got hurt, they wouldn't have showed it that many times. They would have just, That's that would have been it. But since she didn't, she was able to keep on going. Hey, let's show, let's show how dangerous this can be. Having said that, Adam, is Lita showing any sign of pain? Oh, you tell she's she's a little bit sluggish right there at the beginning, right when she's getting up off the floor and everything. And as, as far as the replays and stuff, it, it kind of made me feel like they're showing all these replays like they're getting, they kind of gave, gave away the ending. To me, they did. Yeah, because I they they just showed them like, oh, hey, she's fighting for all this and all this, kind of giving away the what happens. And I want to be fan of that. I agree. Suplex off the top by Trish James. The crowd is into this, wouldn't you say? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There is there's spotty during it, but once this starts going, especially <laughs> after the uh, you know Scorpion Death, <laughs> you know, like uh, I think any move that's like perceived as big. They're kind of like, whoa, because like subconsciously they think she's just like damn near paralyzed herself, you know? Right. So cover by Lita out at two, kick to the head from Trish, Lita out at two. Now Lita powerbombed the Trish. Lita on the top rope, Trish blocks this, then counter by Lita into a cover, Trish out at two. Twist of fate blocked by Trish into a cover using the ropes, Lita out at two. Lita counting and then the stratus the counters into the stratisfaction by um, Trish twist of fate by Lita reverse moonsault by Lita pins Trish Devin how freaking exciting was this exchange and everything that went on here it was fantastic uh, both these women were on top of their game and it was coming to a close the crowd was into it it was great it was honestly great yeah I, 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 I actually reverse um, moonsault go ahead Adam what's a reverse moonsault oh, man Man, show everybody how good you are. Come on, come on, here. Sun salt. It's a sun salt. <laughs> it's just a regular moon salt. Reverse moon salt. Be a I meant, I meant moon salt. I get confused, Adam. Oh I talk- man, I walked right into that one. I'm gonna look like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, James. We obviously know who the announcers were. It's why he didn't ask because it's been asked and asked again especially during this Attitude Era. But how much did these two, you can name them, and how much did they add for, to the match for you? Well, I'm glad because, spoiler, this is probably the only announced team I'm going to be able to name. So uh, <laughs> it was Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Uh, you know, and of course, here's the thing, though. Uh, I'm glad, you know, I'm really glad you asked me this question, Brad. And uh, I'm not going to talk long on it, but JR was selling the fuck out of this. JR was on his game. He was... I mean, that's why you love JR, and in, in reality, it's why you love wrestling, because he is selling every emotion, every move, everything. And then Jerry Lawler has to Jerry Lawler. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he throws his little, like, sexism, you know, like, I, this is the late 90s, or I'm sorry, early 2000s, and all that stuff. And he throws that shit in there, and I get it because it's acceptable and all that stuff. But JR is putting on probably one of the best calls he's ever done. I mean, he is laying this in thick. And you really, because I had a uh, non wrestling fan over earlier, and we were watching this, and he's like, eh, you know, like he was getting into it because of the calls JR was doing. So, like, I love the fact that JR gave it the respect that it deserved. And then, of course, it was 2004. So, you know, King had to, you know, like get those, uh, it is a woman's match, you know, like that. Yep. But JR kills think- it, dude. JR absolutely destroyed. I mean, he's awesome. Awesome in this do match. You, do y'all think JR's work kind of covers for what Jerry Lotto could do? Because, I mean, Jerry Lotto was always the joke and fun, and especially like with the women and stuff like that. But JR came out serious and he like came out from the heart. JR so legitimized. That overpower- yeah, he, he did like he did that. And kind of Jerry Lawler kind of brought it down just a little bit, so it kind of made it even. Like they both weren't like half and well, half. God, well, goddamn, were, pal, you goddamn. I mean, so do you think that's one reason why that could be one of the greatest announcer teams there is? Is because they were like they were, that? Yeah, absolutely. They're not. The I mean, same it was. Anyway. They were completely different. Jr. was there for all the hard stuff. He was there for everything that needed to be the there. Emotion. Jr. And, was there for the emotion. King was there for the bullshit, you know, the ad-libs. for the bullshit, the laugh, the yeah. jokes, the you know, the one, the else. one, the one liners, you know, like the one liners, especially the one liners, like, yeah. and he, he came this this past week when we seen him on Wall Thirty. He, I mean, he was he still has it. I think Jim so Ross's the- emotion makes a lot of this match, like yes. it really does. It it makes a lot of matches. True. So we have a number of questions on this match. A number of questions. We'll never get to all of them. So let me just give you the four that uh, I wrote down. Hey, well, we should do an Ask Kickout Crew anything episode. I think it's a great idea. Ask the crew. Yeah. uh, And then uh, seven questions into it, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) So first question comes from a lady and a friend, uh, Allison Faye. Better hair. Allison Faye. Uh, (laughs) Better hair. Lita or Trish, I will send my answer to Brad. (laughs) <laughs> oh, of course you would. Uh, I'm going to say Trish. Look, look at him. Look at his face. Look at his head in the air. Like, oh, man. Uh, he still he has got? the... I like He's how he jealous. still has the uh, beanie on. I love that. Adam? Hey, don't don't give them what they want, man. Everybody wants CMJF wrestle. Just talk. You know? It's the main hey, event. Just, just be That's there. The event. Hey, yeah, you, you ain't even got to take it off this episode, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Make him want it, bro. See. You got him, bro. You got him hooked. Make him want it. I, I think Lita has the better hair because she's the better wrestler. That doesn't make any sense, but okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Devin, you go ahead. Makes sense to me. It's all that matters. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Lita's hair as well. She always, has, always had different colors and always had different braids and stuff. It was always looking cool, especially well, I mean- in the rated RKO days. I mean, how many blondes do we have compared to how many, like, redheads and brunettes? Well, I know that James is a blonde guy. Too many blondes. Mike's a blonde guy. I'm a brunette man. I'm a brunette man. I'm going to go with lead on this. But I'm not kicking any blondes out of bed. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Trish at this point is, you know, healed up and she's got the face thing. So... 
if we're you know asking this question, Lita all day in this match, and especially Lita back in the day when she used to put the uh, you know strings of her up, yeah. The lady, hey, ladies know because they do it. Like, come on, y'all girls do that shit too. But back in that day, where like the punk rock and the you know like all that shit was uh, popular, this is a uh, around the you know late nineties, early two thousands. Oh yeah, Lita was uh Lita was the, the thing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so one of us takes Brad's so wife. Make sure she listens to this episode because he ain't I'll keeping no bonds out. <laughs> so anyway, the answer according to the only answer according to Allison is Lita. I am gonna go ahead and go with Trish. So next Trish. question. <laughs> Of course. What what Allison say? She said her, the only answer. <laughs> you just said Lita. The only answer uh, is Lita. I thought you said your answer. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and be with Trish. All right, that's okay. That was great. The so best. next one comes to us from RJ. Uh, shout out to RJ. Repping it up with Brian Hebner uh, every Wednesday morning at six o'clock or nine o'clock, depending on what, what the hell I'm talking about. It's Real quick, little tease. RJ helped us get one of our future guests. Yeah, but we don't want to tell anybody what it is. So well, next, nope. um, <laughs> you assholes never tell me anything. Go ahead, Brad. You're up. Messages, that's okay. Um, huh? Is the so anyway? He wrote. Oh, I'm the, on the fritz. This, sorry. Is this the woman's match that planted the seed in all young girls and women's minds to start training to become wrestlers? Ooh, I can say one of. Yeah, yeah. This, this, top five, this right? era, top five. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this era of women where they were actually wrestling more, I would say, had a lot to do with getting, you know, the battles up there, getting, you know, yeah. AJ Lee up there, getting, getting all them. This, this right here error had a lot to do with getting them there. In there. This, I think RJ, uh, was, yeah, RJ yeah, knew it, what he was trying to ask, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't Mike just about that. looks then. Right now, but, you yeah, know, we're we're so the in the ring, they're working. Correct. Agreed. Do yeah, this match. And uh, I just real quick, the Alicia Fox versus Molina feud. We know that that actually got a bunch of women into wrestling. Cameron, the ex-Funkadactyl, used to be one. <laughs> Shout out. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, go Adam? ahead. Adam? What happened? Are you gonna answer the question? Or are you gonna read your Funkadactyl. I deserve. I don't, I forgot. I was trying to find out who our guest is. Nicely, oh, yeah. no <laughs> well, you're here right now, so uh, what's shaking? Repeat the, repeat the question. You can check that message later. Yeah, right. Repeat the question. I'm sorry. Is this a women's match that planted the seed in all young girls and women's minds to start training to become wrestlers? 100. Uh, good question. Um. I believe this had a lot to do with it. I mean, um, there was, you know, Lunder Blaze and um, a few other women's matches happened all before this. But I think this had a lot to do with it. I say about 50%. Yeah. I give Good it answer. that. So Ben Jones, friend of the show, Ben Jones, great picture of uh, Paul Kogan in the, in the kickout crew shirt. I know I've mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention it every chance I get. I actually framed it because I think it was awesome. I know. That's that great. Guy. Right. So, hey, um, shout out to Ben Jones. And let me tell you something, brother. That was a sweet ass fucking Photoshop, bro. I appreciate it. it. That was awesome. Awesome. Really so out of Oh, I see the message. Okay. My bad. <laughs> so out of Trish and Lita, who would you who would be better in the current women's division? Lita. Trish. In Lita. their prime. In their prime. Lita. Trish. Trish. I think mm. she could be I'm that a... heel to elevate some of these baby faces to the next level. 
Trish was always able to rub it in your face. And we already have a Trish. Her name is Mandy Rose. We don't have her anymore. We don't have her anymore. She's a spread and tan butthole. Yeah, she was number twenty-four. <laughs> she was number twenty-four in the Rumble. She, she is has here. a tan butthole and she's spreading if, it for a menu. Ooh. You know you can pay for it. How yeah, market price. market price. Market <laughs> price. Market <laughs> price. Move, move along. Hey, move along. Move along. If Trish, if Trish could do a little bit better in the ring, I would say Trish. But I'm going to have to go with Vita because she has better ring work. And that's more what they focus on now. Yeah. So I love the way Zol phrased this one. Hashtag ask the crew. Shout out. <laughs> Which well, you're do you part think of the crew, Zol. It's your show. Amen. Which do you think fits better for Lita and Trish individually? Face or heel? Easy. Easiest question ever. I actually did he- see heel this question. Heel for Trish. Face for Lita. I completely agree. Yeah, it's the right answer. Yeah. I don't know. I liked how Lita, when it was her and Edge, that. Yeah, uh, that was that was I awesome. That part that, that's kind of that what was, I was heat, thinking. brother. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. You know what? I'm sitting here not shaking my head like I don't want to. Yeah. That was right. heat. <laughs> that that was great. Lita to me. Lita I mean, can make a good heel. Yeah. I don't know because once again, you know, I didn't really watch the uh, Trish. Uh, that much and definitely uh, you know Lita was uh, an infidelator or however you say it so she was kind of a heel when I was watching with the mat and edge and stuff so I, I really I don't guess. have an answer that's what I you know I wasn't but, really watching but, I would assume Trish is a face because every time I see her now the crowd explodes you know yeah yeah so, and I love her on the interviews and stuff like that too. She's a face on the and interviews. Lita's cool too. Like Lita does yeah. the shit, you know. She even yeah, uh, she came back to the Rumble and then had a match with uh, who was it, Charlotte? I think at the next pay per view or something. You know, Lita's happily. Somebody will correct me on that. Can, can you guys imagine if they gave Chris Stratus like a Alexa Bliss push, like with the whole Bray Wyatt thing? We gotta make no. what, what is this, Sandy? Oh, like, Sandy like, Morrow, Alexa Bliss. No. That would have been amazing. Speaking of Nitro Pepsi, it's time for a Nitro Pepsi break. Those are the questions, James. Back to you. We have definitely got to keep this diesel rig on the road. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It's too sweet. You know it's not too sweet? Devin and Devin, I think you're up on the, uh, you know, whatever. Shout All out, right. Oh, Adam, well, Adam broke the internet again. But uh, Devin, you know, it didn't break the internet, you or Nitro Pepsi. But guess what? You're up next on the uh, outline. So, Devin. All right, so my topic this week. It's a new year in 2023. I want to know, when's the last time you guys read a book? And what was that book? Just finished Bill After's book. You the Outsiders in eighth grade. Uh, I just finished Bill Lapter's book. Um, is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Nice. And that was uh, a week ago. <laughs> didn't I know was, it was broken. I was literally just talking to a female. And she reads books all the time, and I, I don't. And, uh, you know, she was like, when's the last time you read? Well, the last time I read a book cover to cover, I was in uh, spending the weekend in jail for a public in talk. But uh, I, I just started the Eric Bischoff book. 
I've had it for a couple weeks now. I just started it. So. I've had the JR book. I, I, haven't finished it. I haven't finished the, it. The last book I actually read and read all the way through was the Jim Ross book. That's and it's excellent. I'm, I'm telling you, well. man, Black, uh, here's my amazing. thing. Black Hat is so good. I haven't finished it because, number one, I don't want to finish it because I kind of want to, you know, like, have it. And number two, the way he talks about Jan in that book is, like, really fucking, like, that's. Yes. And I haven't even gotten to the worst part of the book yet. But I'm just saying, like, I'm in, you know, like the doc, Dr. Heine-ish part of the book. And the way he speaks about Jan throughout the book, knowing what he's going to talk about later, it's a really hard read, man, because he loved Jan, like, with everything. And he speaks so highly of her. It's kind of a tough read, like, to where I don't want to finish it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's, well, so, I, I it's so good. I just recently started that book. I don't want to finish it. That's what made me think about this. Was I recently just started under the black hat? It is fucking great, dude. I read it during the pandemic. I loved it. And you you can hear his voice like when you read it, you kind of hear his voice like. It is such a good read, and I don't read books, so it's a really easy read. And the way he talks about Jan kind of gets me sometimes. You know, like it's really good, man. It really is. And the Owen Hart, uh, there's a page because I screenshot or I took a picture of it. Like where he talks about the Owen thing, and that is a rough read, also. Like it's a really good book, man. It really is well written. I'm excited to keep reading it, honestly. It's fucking amazing. Won't take you long. Won't take you long. Adam, did yeah. you have a book? Yeah, like I said, it was outsiders back in eighth grade. Oh. Yeah. That was Come a great book. Play. Soda pop. Right? Want a haircut, Greasa? I'm all right below the neck. Really? Yeah. <laughs> pony boy, I love it. Go. <laughs> hey, golden pony boy. Well, Devin, is that uh, what you have for us this week? Yeah, yeah, that's about it. I was just thinking about books. I started that, so back to you, James. Well, speaking of our golden pony boy and that motherfucker with the luscious hair, I guess mm. uh, Adam's next on the uh, outline. So, Adam, <laughs> what you got for us this week? Uh, I'll keep it kind of short. Also, because um, you know, as we're taping, yeah, Brad's dead on that one. <laughs> as we're as we're taping today, um, last night they just did dynamite and they did a big, uh, like a big celebration for Jay Briscoe. And if you know, you know, uh, Warner Discovery banned from having Briscoes or their names or anything on the show or on the station. But they'll have Dana White slapping his wife on that TV show on that station, hundred percent. Knew was going there. But um, they finally did. Uh, they finally did a show for him. You know, Mark Briscoe. I don't know how he done it, but he went out there and wrestled for his brother. Jay Lethal's out there, and you can see how emotional everybody was. So I want to give a shout out to Tony Khan, man. You know, it, it's you know that's something he didn't have to do. But they're making T-shirts and everything, 100% donations going to the to the wife and kids. And, you know, I know it's wrestling, and I know it's all put together, and it's all, you know, it's all choreographed. You know, it's like choreographed, but, you know, it's all premeditated type stuff. But that this is real life, man. You know, Jay Briscoe, 38, he would have been 39 yesterday. So not only was it his birthday and his death and everything, but – they did a, a an awesome thing for him, his family, and I believe they did another show last week that they just put out on YouTube. Mm. 
So check that out if you get a chance to. But I just want to give big ups to Tony Khan, man, because that stuff's unheard of in the wrestling business. I, I mean, that's something he ain't got to do. So I just thought that was really great of him to do. So I just want to bring that up. Yep. And I heard another thing, too, I heard is that the Briscoe, I guess it's the Briscoe family, they're helping with the other lady. They're helping paying for all that stuff. Some of their GoFundMe is going for her, too, as well. So uh, also, they're helping everybody out. out. Big shout out to Jay Lethal. Um, he was more emotional than Mark, honestly, in that match. Mm-hmm. Jay Lethal yeah. has been a part, a real big part of my fandom this year and the last year. I mean, with Ric Flair, uh, Steamboat, uh, when we were having our last matches, and now doing this um, match for Jay Briscoe. This guy is a he's he's a hell of a guy, man. And uh, it's, he's it's just like Conrad he, said. I mean, he's the ultimate professional, man. And I just yeah. I got a whole new respect for him. So just loved it, loved last night, uh, just uh, everything about it, and I am gonna get one of those shirts for sure. Yeah. Hey, Devin. Devin. Yeah. What about what about Jay Lethal as you guy? Oh, Jay Lethal. He's yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. The guy I was talking about before, you know, your first topic. Yeah. He 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 could be a guy that deserves it. Oh, he's yeah. prime. He should get a push soon. All but. he does, absolutely, and all his personality, yeah. absolutely. But uh, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up again, Adam. It was an emotional night for sure. Love the pop from the crowd. Love that they put it on the air. True. Hell yeah. Amazing. Actually, uh, I'm glad you brought this up, Adam, because I've been thinking about this all day and how I was going to incorporate it. And uh, I really do want to give my – this could replace my, uh, you know, topic thing. But uh, I did want to share this. Like, Like, I was just becoming a fan of the Briscoes. You know, I knew their name. And, of course, I was out of wrestling for a little bit. But I knew their name. And, you know, like, uh, when I started rekindling my fandom of wrestling, uh, you know, they were uh, starting to be a real prominent tag team. And I love FDR, you know, like, because of my new fandom of wrestling, FDR has been putting on banger after banger after banger. So when they were like, oh, they're battling the Briscoes, I'm like, hey, I'll check this out. And uh, that was a great match. Like, we covered it in our first episode. It was an awesome match. And they had a uh, great trilogy with FTR, like FTR, you know, uh, you know, put them over and like everything, like it was a uh, promoted big and every all that stuff. Well, not promoted big, but like social media was like, this is the match you need to see. This is the match you need to see. And uh, I kind of felt like, as an outside fan, like y'all are wrestling fans, you know, I get that. <coughs> as an outside fan who was uh, you know, on a sabbatical, I guess for a little bit, hearing their name and uh, hearing them kind of get like their comeuppance and their praise which uh, y'all know they've been there for years, but as an outside fan, I was like really starting to dig in, you know, dig in. And they were really one of the cool tag teams to me because I watched their matches actually, and they put on great ones and classics. So um, I guess what I'm getting at is like, it was really cool to see them finally, it felt like they were finally getting their praise, you know, finally building that momentum and finally like getting to, you know, that mainstream attention, which we all know they deserve. And then, you know, just, like, stuff like that happens, and it's, like, uh, it's taken away. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get to, like, like, there's a story they needed to finish. You know what I mean? Like, they were writing a really good story at that time, and it just really sucks that they didn't get to finish it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, like, it's the same with Eddie. You know, when we talk about Eddie Guerrero, like, I imagine, like, they didn't get the flowers that they deserve, you know, because they, they both, and I'm not going to group them together, but 
Like that's the thing that really sucks about you know uh, passings like this is you know that they had a story to tell and they were just getting able to tell it and it was going to be a great book, but that just got kind of like taken from them and uh, it really does suck. Like it kind of brings you back down to like what's really important and everything because we all know like it's not like he was a junkie and died. Like he had a story that he was going to keep telling. And that just kind of, as a fan, you know, that kind of got ripped away from us. And it really does suck. So, uh, I guess what I'm going to say is, like, you know, like, uh, it doesn't, it's, it is sad that they got ripped away and they didn't get that story. But they told one story that they were able to tell because they didn't choose to go. But it's like, the cool thing about wrestling and the fandom and all that stuff is that we are able to portray that legend and keep it going. Like all those smiles, all those, uh, you know, TikToks with the kids and all that, you know, love for the wrestling business and all that good matches and everything. That's going to resonate and that's going to translate forward. So as fans, like, we need to remember we're all here for the same fucking reason. You know, like we love wrestling and uh, we need to remember, like, it brings people together more than it divides us. So, yeah, we, uh, it did get taken from us. Like people, you know, because Eddie and him did they didn't get to complete their story and they didn't get the flowers when they uh you know deserved them but it's kind of on us to like portray what good wrestling business can be because everybody trashes us for being fake and oh why do you watch that and well man fuck you like this is real the way that they treat you know the kids the way that they outreach to the community the way that they give you an escape from every fucking thing that's going on in your life like that's real so you can tell me that, oh, it's vague and it's scripted. I don't give a fuck. I'm watching this show and I'm fucking entertained and I don't give a shit about what's going on in my life. So like the fact that one of those guys that gave me one of those happy moments, you know, kind of got taken. It is sad, but I think it kind of makes us all realize like wrestling mm-hmm. is a bigger thing than all of us put together. And it's, it's on us to be entertained and to, you know, do good in life. Like, because wrestlers give back to the community and the kids a thousand percent and never see any mainstream publicity about it. So uh, I guess what I'm getting at is like, keep, keep the memories, keep the happiness and uh, just keep that portrayal of good alive. Everybody says he's a great family man, cared about the fans and all that stuff. Like keep that part of him alive and, and show that to other people that may not be wrestling fans, and maybe because we all watch the archives, I watch people that I never even saw before that who may have passed, and I love them now. So that's what we need to do: like keep that fucking positive energy of wrestling uh, burning, and portray what they wrestle for a reason. They feed their kids, they feed their families, and they put on a show for us. They don't have to. Like we're the shelf. It's the ones like you know we're the ones demanding them to entertain us. So just you know like. There's a lot of good that comes with this. So, I mean, I know it sucks. And like I said, maybe the book was ended, you know, not the way that we all thought it would be. But maybe there's another book and another chapter being written after that. And that's up to us to portray that and keep that going. Like, the love, the fandom, the togetherness, and the family. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling's a family. We get beaded on by everybody outside. But wrestling fans are a family. And let's just, uh, let's keep that, you know, he would like that. You know what I'm saying? He would like the wrestling business to thrive and go forward. So, 
uh, you know, that's all I really got to say about it. I, uh, I really, uh, it just, it really hurt me and I'm not even a fan of him, but I was like, man, he never got to get his flowers. So while these people are here and while we are all fans, like let's fucking cheer for him. You know what I'm saying? Like boo the heels cheer for the shit. You don't have to be a smart mark every fucking time. Sit your ass in that chair and have a damn good time. Cause that's what they're there for is to entertain us. And we are there to be entertained. You don't buy a ticket to be a, you know, just like shit all over it. So just, uh, you know, moving forward, like, I hope that's what people get out of it. Like the entertainment, the togetherness and, you know, like the family and let's get this wrestling business, like keep it going, keep promoting it, keep telling people about it because it lives with us. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's mm-hmm. what, uh, we need to keep that shit going. That's yeah. That's well said. Very well said. One more thing about Jay Briscoe. You you know what happened ten years ago with the tweet and everything, and I was listening to a podcast or something the other day. Might have been something on YouTube. Y'all y'all familiar with the wrestler Effie? Effie mm-hmm. Effie yeah. said this is a quote from Effie or, or tweet. Effie did that when. When Jay Briscoe, when he met Jay Briscoe, he said he was the most open, the most friendliest person in the whole locker room. He's the first person to welcome him in the locker room and make him feel comfortable, to just be the the nicest, the best dude, the more open, talkative, everything. So you can tell after a person makes a mistake, how you can tell when they grow from it. And hearing hearing Effie say that is that that hit me. Because it just shows how a person can change if you give them a chance. But here's the thing: it wasn't. Uh, I'm going to be careful here. Yeah, it was. It was, it was just. It was misunderstood. It was part of his character is what he was trying to portray as a heel, and it just came well, out. It just. It just didn't. It didn't land. Okay, it didn't land. That's how well, he says it. You know what we know. We don't know. Whatever the case is, you know. A lot of like, it was his beliefs about you know what it says in the Bible and whatnot. And he was talking about his interpretation of what he thought certain things in the Bible said. And when he got more educated about it, then that's when he was like, oh, I made a mistake. So that had a lot to do with it, too, because they talk about it in one of their interviews. And I didn't know that until like a week or two ago. And it's they, they did so many great promos, interviews. There was one that they did like 20 years ago, and they said, I bet you, he said, I guarantee you this, in 20 years, you will know the Briscoe name in 20 years. And that was when they first joined Ring of Honor. And I believe they held up their word. Everybody their buzz tens. Uh, I, I definitely suggest for our listeners and those of you that aren't as uh, close to the Briscoe name and Jay Briscoe as a wrestler to go back and watch some of his early matches against like Steen and Generico. Watch the Briscoes against him, uh, him and Steen tore it down. Yeah, watch them versus Claudio and uh, Cassius Ono. Watch them against uh, Red Dragon. Some of the, some of the greatest matches in Ring of Honor they've had, and I, I definitely think that we should cherish the man's legacy. Well, keep the business going, man. That's what we're here for. Great job, thank you. Also, that being said, so Dallas, every time these assholes like go into the playoffs, they end in the most ridiculous ass fashion. 
And uh, it kind of makes you like, it's kind of like a reality TV show. Like you watch all season. There's a, oh, they're doing good. Oh, they're doing bad. Oh. And then it goes all the way down to the season finale. And what happens? They do the dumbest shit of all time that you want to, you're like, damn, they were so close. I want to tune in next. I want to tune in next season to watch them fuck me over again. So I think Jerry Jones doesn't want to win a Super Bowl because why not give Dallas all the ratings? Because let's face it, if Dallas wins the Super Bowl, y'all won't have the, that nothing to hate on and all that stuff. So it'll kind of lose its luster. But if they get so close and then fuck up, boom, you're hooked again. And as a fan, can't wait till September. Fuck both of y'all. And uh, that being said, is it uh, is it time for all flips and no flops? Hey, James, I did see one meme about the, that Prescott. They said well, we after the game, they, they said after the game, he threw his helmet down and somebody intercepted it. You know, I've seen that same meme. For six <laughs> <years>. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's so stupid. It was funny to me for some reason. I don't watch it at fails. I don't That's know. Well, hey, speaking of heel asshole shit. We have a Cabana Man Dan versus Blake Christian. And I'm talking about Blake Christian. Uh, it took place at GCW Take a Picture. It was from January 21st, 2023. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound close? Well, it was. Did you see a bunch like of people in the crowd? Yes, you did. Our friends, you know, your oh, man. You know, our friends and fans and Adam. You know, this guy. Show. And where did it emanate from? Good question, I said to myself. It <laughs> was uh, from the Von Braun Center in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Had a match length of about 15 and a half minutes. Uh, had an attendance of, couldn't find it, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the attendance is because it, it's a big venue, but they, they you know, no, mark it off like there was one section of the venue they were doing a hockey game in another venue, another part of the venue. They were doing a uh, like a band competition. So there was like these different halls and stuff is why you couldn't get a, a an actual capacity. But, I mean, it was standing room only. They sold it out, and when the hockey game was finished, people were stopping out of the hockey game to when they were walking by to see it, and they were coming in as the hockey game was over just so they could watch. I mean, it was just right, so it that- got bigger as the night got long, longer. We'll say there's 25,000 there. We'll give it to them. Well, there's hey, but, uh, you know, uh, there's something about uh, only, only for the Commander Man Man match. Only so, for that match. How do we get there? We didn't. There was no I, bill. I drove. <laughs> there was a so, well, I, 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 from the words of Commander Man, I actually talked to him about this. If there was any kind of build up. And he said the only really thing that happened. That he had he was he'd been working face for a while, and um he had recently had the crowd turn on him, and he turned on the crowd, he turned back on the crowd, you know. So if you'll notice, he'll he'll do these little, in a lot of his matches, he does a lot of high fly stuff when he was babyface, but now he'll start signaling, oh I want to do my flippy stuff, and doesn't give it to him because oh y'all don't deserve it because they turned on him, so he turned back on him. So what he did was he started um, calling these uh, all these baby faces out, and he called Cabana Man out, and he did a promo on Facebook and Twitter, um, talking about how he turned he turned his back on the fans. 
And he was just wanting to, he just named off a bunch of baby faces he was going to go through because they were crowd favorites. And Commander Man, Commander Man Dan was actually one of them guys. So um, that's really the buildup was just because he turned on the crowd, crowd turned on him. So he just started he's naming off people and he was one of them. So I got this question from Cabana Man Dan himself. And this is for you, Devin. Uh, what made this match stand out against uh, versus the other matches or a typical GCW show or anything like that? So this match was uh, really all about the story in the match. For the rest of the matches, they've had somewhat stories, but you'd see more of the hardcore weapons. Or you'd see more of the flippy flying stuff that Adam was talking about Blake Christian previously would do. So I think that, honestly, this match was all about story and the in-ring match like action that was happening Agreed, adam you were here what was the crowd like for dan's entrance oh they that was probably the loudest i've ever heard him heard for him and i've been to several of his local stuff but that was probably because of the atmosphere how big the actual hole the place they had you know marked off for him that was a, a, a damn good a damn good pop. Plus, half of New South was there cheering them on. So they got the GCW fans, New South fans. I mean, it was it was awesome. Mike, could you wrestle barefoot? And do you like the barefoot wrestling? I can't walk outside barefooted. I got tender feet, so no, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Devin, tell me about Blake <laughs> Christian. Tell me about Blake Christian. Uh Blake Christian, previously in the cruiserweight division in the WWE. Uh, he was also in NXT. We've seen him in 205 Live. Uh, after that, I'm not sure what happened. I think he got released in all the cuts that were happening. And then uh, now he's been tearing it up in the independent scene. Didn't I see him last night at the tribute show? In the crowd? I thought I saw him. Maybe not. Maybe I was just seeing things. Anyway, we can go back and uh, check on that. <laughs> Silence. Love it. Um, <laughs> anyway, James... Have you ever been? Yeah. Well, everybody knows by now. It's not Cape Babe anymore. We record a week ahead of time. We don't know shit. James, <laughs> you ever been to a GCW show? I have not, but I will say that, uh, you know, with Commander Man Dan's entrance, like the crowd was going ape shit. And uh, the commentators even mentioned it like, oh, the local uh, local man, Commander Man Dan, blah, 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 because he got like a big pop. You know, I don't think they were expecting the pop Commander Man Dan got. By any chance, you know who the announcers are? <laughs> funny that you ask uh you know i do actually uh it is uh i have kevin gill question mark <laughs> nah, he wasn't kevin gill wasn't a part of this one Son of a bitch. <laughs> I tried well, to adam since you know who would announce that so that's okay i and, know who uh, they are though are the oh great brother they were Dave Prazak on yep. GCW side doing the play-by-play, and Carmen Michael from New South was doing the color commentary. He's he's actually the announcer for New South. Devin, were you not part of the conversation before we started the show about who the announcers were and who they weren't, and James yeah. could not find them? He researched it. Hey, oh wait, wait a second, was that a shot at me? I think I was a shot at me. I didn't give a fuck. I mean, I tried to read one talking shit and call they, people out. They said it, they said it on the show right after Nick Gage came out. So, Devin, I was, was, was tasked with watching the match. But Kevin Gill does a lot of their Chicago shows and whatnot, but Prezak does their stuff around here and 
and it's funny you, you mentioned Prezak that he um the next night he actually gets up on the turnbuckle and does a moonsault on the G on the uh, GCW versus New South six on six match. He actually because he he used to be a wrestler. He's like fifty something years old now, but he got on the top the top turnbuckle and did a moonsault onto the crowd. I mean onto the floor on the guys. So it's actually pretty awesome. So Dan clapping with the flip-flops, Blake Christian smacks Dan's face and gets out of the ring. Adam, is Blake Christian doing a good job of being a prick? No, 100%. Chops across the chest by, um, uh, oh shit, by, by Christian, out of the ring. And a third time, out of the ring. Mike, were you getting frustrated that he kept getting out of the ring, Blake Christian, that is? Yeah, he just needed to get in the ring and get his ass whooped. <laughs> But he was, playing, he was playing to the crowd because, remember, I said earlier, he, the crowd turned on him. And you forgot Blake, to mention yeah. when he chopped Dan, I, Dan, ate, Dan ate them chops, boy. He said, give me more. If he, oh, I actually have it here. Uh, Dan ate the chops. I apologize. Oh, there um, was. If there's anything uh, between mine and his training, if there's anything we can take of them chops, because we got our asses chopped daily in training, and it sucked. I'm not a I'm not a court reporter, I, you know. It's like <laughs> I, I did like I did like at one time they went out of the ring the and we got to see our we got to see our main man Adam and Frank Bruno. That's true. Shout right out to Frank, him. dude. Oh, I was watching it with Brandon. Oh, I was watching this match. He was like, "There's Frank and Adam. I do a podcast with that guy, and there's Frank." I was like, oh, "Yeah, they're right there, right there, they're right there." We seen him. I, I, Adam like tried to tumble over that little kid that was right there just to get in the screenshot. Like, well, we got to give a shout out to Terry. <laughs> we got to give a shout out to Carl. We got to give a shout out to everybody there. But oh yeah, Car Carl oh, is when there. I, saw, I mean, when I we seen a little. Adam, I was like, hey! <laughs> yeah, I know those guys. <laughs> you know, Adam told At at least the back of his head. We seen Carl's back head. Yeah, yeah. Most of the night. Blake Christian in control early. Both competitors showing good athleticism. Crossbody by Dan, then a drop kick. Then a head scissors onto the floor by Dan. Devin, isn't it obvious that Dan is the veteran in this ring to you? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Dan, he just knows where to be and when. He doesn't have any wasted movement. It feels like literally everything is fluid to him. He's just, uh, he's able to do whatever he wants to. Stomp by Cabana Man Dan, throws a cup at Blake Christian. Come on, water, yeah. That was great. Dan standing on the rope. Christian kicks him off. Christian working a body part now on Dan and also heavy on the chops. Watching up to this point, James, who would you say Blake Christian's influences are? Well, not anybody good because uh, he kind of annoyed the absolute fucking piss out of me. I working a body that. part, chops. I understand. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, he can nature's <laughs> ass. He can walk down that aisle back to the fucking locker room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, uh, yeah. I, I guess you now, you know. Right. Yeah. It didn't, woo, it didn't woo me, if you're asking that. But even a little Arn Anderson in there as well, working the body part, right? No, Arn's good. Chris Benoit, too. No, Arn's yeah. good. But no, I, I, I thought, thought he, he played a good heel because I hated his ass. I'll give it yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I was waiting on Van Man Dan to fuck him up because I was tired of seeing him. Adam, who's calling Dude. the match and how much preparation did they do it? So who's calling the match, Adam, and how much preparation did they do ahead of time? I think they did a little bit. If I know Dan like I do, he he talks a little bit behind the scenes. Okay, he fame. does. A, he'll talk a lot in the match too. Okay, Fabe. 
We're not kayfabe. He's never coming back on the show again after that comment. Hey, Commander Man Dan, love to have you back on the show. This is James, by the way. I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, Christian Sullivan right. are still working the, the leg, playing to the crowd. Dan and Payne. He's our most Mike, famous person. Dan what? or Mike, how is uh, Commander Man's Dan selling? Oh, he sells great. Like, I mean, he, 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 fucking nailed. He, he's he's selling so good, he can sell ice the Eskimo. So, I mean, he's great, great with it. <laughs> Submission on the back of the legs to Dan while um flexing. Devin, do you hate him at this point when he's doing this? The flexing, uh, he's that cocky, arrogant heel. Like, he, I can see Chris Jericho doing that. Like, yeah, I, well, that's I, where he at. It's an influence for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely. Uh, yeah, he's that cocky, arrogant heel that everyone wants to see get beat up. How many influences does he have, Brad? At least six now. Jesus. I, I said three. <laughs> Dan Prevents, a sunset flip. Yeah, I said, I said, I didn't say Benoit. You guys did. Shake your, little, shake your little fucking martini glass. Just mixing them up. You know, he's got hey, like uh, one. Well, like, guess oh, what two, happened next? Oh, three, oh, four. <laughs> He kicked like I Randy have, Orton. Put that on the chill. Do you want to? Hey, Malingo. Yeah. Uh, no. He's got oh, that Your shit. You're trying to puddle right now on us. Pedal. Dan prevents right. sunset flip into the corner. Command uh, man Dan using the ropes into a backslide. Is this a clash of styles here, James? That works well. The two of them. Uh, I do uh, believe so because one is a full blown heel who I guess has 27 fucking inspirations. And then the other one is our buddy, uh, Cabana Man Dan, who is all flips, but no flops. So I would say, yeah, this is a classic heel versus face, and uh, we definitely know who the heel is. <laughs> Adam, has Cabana Man Dan always utilized the ropes like this, like he does now, or is this something he developed? I don't know. He's always been – so he can kind of change his, his thing up. He can be he, – he can stay, you know, step for step with you. But at the same time, if he wants to get down and dirty and move for move with you, he'll get down and dirty with you. Great answer. He's a real good technician. Super kick from Blake Christian on the ring apron, then goes after the leg and a hard fall onto the floor. Looked really rough. Mike, Blake Christian is now clapping again. And I see a picture of you in your (laughs) right-hand corner. Mike's kids are screaming again. Did you think this was cheap heat from Blake Christian? Kind of like the cheap heat you're giving me now from this freaking picture? Or? Uh, actually, I'm right here. I was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened like right, five or, times. You, the clapping. Or? Or? No, the, the clapping's happened like five times. He seems to keep right. does it. Does it work or does it even matter? I don't think it fucking matters. Like, they're just there. It's like, no, it doesn't matter. It seems so easy, right, Mike? Mike, it didn't seem easy. Yeah. Like, easy you, you can come up something be- I mean, you can come up, come up with something better. I mean, do you move and sit there? Do you move and look at the, the crowd, crowd and be like, yeah? I mean, that would work a lot better. He's imitating the crowd <laughs> and he's in, in, uh, intimidating or uh, imitating Cabana Mandan also with his knee during the match. Son of a uh, bitch. Yeah, that bitch. Christian yeah. looks like he's going to dive out of the ring, but slides and smacks Dan. Devin, there's not a lot of history between these guys, but there's still a story be- story being told, don't you think? Oh, yeah. The story of Blake Christian always trying to get the one up here and bullying Commander Man Dan around the ring. 
Like, and then even there, he's playing the story with the fans where he's taught them, kind of like Adam said, he used to do that jump. And he they thought he was getting it there. And then he slid under the ropes just to slap Commander Ben. Referee is not counting while these two are out of the ring. I think that's just something that happens in GCW sometimes. No, so it's James, GCW rules. There's no no rules. Is that what it is? Yeah, I've been there. I, just don't, I don't remember that every match was that way, but it could be true. Yeah, James GCW Christ- does their own rules because the next night they do a New South rules for the New South Championship with uh, are there's, there's Black Billy Starks and gotcha. um, mm. I I can never remember their champion. Uh, Kenzie Page. Frederick Taylor. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Kenzie Page. And it, during their match, they did New South rules. They had to specify New South rules because it was actual rules in the match. Because GCW is pretty much no DQ, you know, no count outs, just pin the submission. Kenzie no Page, one half of the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions. Anyway. I'm so impressed for her, man. James Christian really working the crowd. James Christian's really working the crowd. We, of course, love Cabana Man Dan. We are, of course, biased. But does this match make you want to watch more of Blake Christian? Uh, uh, depending on who the babyface is, uh, 100%. I would, uh, I would like, uh, if your question is, would I like to watch him lose? Yes. Okay. That is Thank the you. answer. Yes. Well, he did the next night. Just spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But no, uh, I guess he did his job. That's kind of the gimmick thing. Like, I'm the fool for saying it, for hating him and all that stuff. But yeah, it'd be really, I'd pay money to watch him lose to the right person. No, he, he won the next night. I'm sorry. He won the next night. He beat Hunter Drake. Of course he did. More chops for Blake Christian. Christian in control again, laughing and taunting. Dan thrown into the corner, tries to climb the ropes but falls due to the leg injury. Adam, how good is this with the storytelling and the, the callback? Well, see, he tried to do that flip over the corner thing is what he tried to do. And he, he you see him grab the knee as soon as he did it. And, well, that's all I'm going to say about it. But, yeah, you can see where it just shows, like, he just doesn't have, doesn't have the, the leg strength. And even the commentators mention it, like, oh, wow, he just – He's hard to do one leg. He, his leg's blown out. He's tired. DDT off the top to Christian. Mike, Dan now crawling towards the, the flip-flops. What did you think he was going to do with him? I thought he was going to put him back on. I thought it might be his foot, like his feet hurt or something. <laughs> dumb. Blake takes his flip-flop from him and puts it in the back of his tights. Devin, did you know that this flip-flop was going to come back into play? Uh, Yeah. He kind of did. When uh, Blake puts in his tights, it's kind of clear that something's going to be fishy here. Technically not not that flip-flop. But Dan gets it back, but Blake throws it into the crowd. Yep. True. This is funny. Funny-ass shit, you know what I mean? Uh, Clothesline by uh, Commander Man Dan. Spinning heel kick by Dan. Then I guess an atomic drop, Adam? Yeah, it was like Bubba Ray Dudley used to do. He used to do like like a sit down atomic drop type deal. Then a great mood, a code red variation, they called it, by uh, Cabana Man Dan, into a cover. Uh, kick out at two. It didn't finish him, James, ah. but did you think, did you think that minute. was a decisive? Wrong sequence, wrong sequence. He did the atomic drop, and he jumped over his head and did like a drop, drop kick. I moved on from that. Well, you you got to reference the whole move. I, I, like, again, I'm not a court reporter. Yeah, but, I'm not but a you stenographer, man. Stenographer. Uh, 
It's a combination movie. He does he does like the atomic drop deal, and then he jumps over him and does like a like a face like a jump kick to the face. You got to reference the whole moon. Man, I remember when this used to be fun. <laughs> Professional. But anyway, podcast. did you think did you think that move was decisive, James? That that uh, code red variation. Oh, you're talking about Mountain Dew. That well, that's what they called it—the code red vi- variation. <laughs> it was off the rope. All right. Yeah, you Adam- know what, Brad? It was. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought that it was good. Trans- well, not transitional move. It was like a power move. That almost was like transition move because they followed it up so eloquently. You know what? <laughs> this yeah. Is, uh, this is the shit that people like, I think. <laughs> I, I, who the fuck knows, really? I love how you thought Code Red was named after the Mountain Dew. I love that. Well, no, that's <laughs> the only Code Red I know is Mountain Dew. Blake Shout Christian. Double, They're on sale at our spot. store for four seventy one for all veterans and everybody going to concerts. Blake Christian. Double stomp off the top rope. Blake into a cocky cover, kick out by Cabana Man Dam. Adam, again, where you were there, big reaction from the ca- crowd from where you were sitting? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because every, everybody loves the, the close, you know, the, the false finishes. Hey, hey time out. I'm going to call Adam out. Were you sitting or were you standing? Because every time There's I not chairs, you so you're good. I was standing the whole time. There's no chairs, right, where you're at? Well, I mean, yeah, but you, you said sitting. He can't be sitting if he's standing. Who are we talking about? That's a very good point, Mike. That is a wow. very good hey, point. You that is such a standing. badass thing to say, man. I want to quote I, that. I was standing the whole time. It's <laughs> 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 so awesome. Oh hey, can't be sitting if you're standing. Real shit. <laughs> love it. Fucking Trading love it. People listen to this for fun. Trading blows in the ring. Both look tired. Um, <laughs> wait, Dan grabs the flip flop. Hey, we're we're by, trying to get sponsors. We got to get there. Yeah. Blake hey, by, we by, can't be sitting if we're standing on sponsors. Blake, but blocked by Blake Christian. Knee by Blake Christian, a super kick. Dan up very quick. Now, do you think at this point, Mike, it's okay to do a little less selling this late in the match? Um, no, you should you should really be selling this late in match because you're getting your ass whooped. You're tired, you're wore out. Even if you're winning, like even if you're on top, you're still wore out in it. So I just wonder sometimes with the adrenaline and towards the end of the match. You got something, James? No, I do not. Oh, okay, he, got, he powered up so from the platform. You, you, not everybody can hook up. Right. He hooked up from the flip block. But Dan, I mean, you're tired. I mean, if you, you keep on going, you're going to be tired. So I mean, yes, there there should be that little quick hit and miss, but you can't be like, boom, hey, I just took a damn a line of coke and I'm ready to go. The flip flop so, is like the urn for the Undertaker. He draws power from the flip flop. Oh, okay. Well, that works. Then. Ben, jo- ben Jones <laughs> says it. Ben Jones says this is an easy listen. I'm having trouble even saying it, let alone listening to it, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, click and play is an easy listen. How you listen to it, that's the, uh, you know, that's the thing. Oh. I, don't, I don't know how these people listen to this show at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I had messages that's at 6.30. <laughs> yeah. Dan Dude, I, I took my break at, uh, well, yeah, whatever. But then Christian I kicks. really, really appreciate the feedback that we get. I... 
I don't know. It's it's humbling because I envision maybe a lot worse. Is so you know, like I, you know, we just have fun, man. Shout out to our fans. We love know, guys. We, we really do. We really yeah. do like each other for the most part. Well, um, no, yeah, whatever. Sorry, go ahead, Brad. I'll show. Dan you. Dan kicks back, then Christian kicks, and then it kicks Dan in into the cover, out of two, drop kick into the cover by corner by Christian misses the stomp. Misses the stomp again. Flip-flop to the chest of Blake. Devin, is this the payoff you were waiting for? Oh, yeah. I thought Dan was about to win. You know, with that, with that flip-flop. Oh, the flip-flop chop. I thought it was over. Blake Christian selling the flop like a champ. <laughs> Close line by Cabana Man Dan. James, are the flip-flops even legal in a match like this? I well, who's the referee? It is in GCW. Does a referee have a history of calling flip flop disqualifications? Like who's the referee? I think it's I think it's uh Art Scott Armstrong. Was everybody tan? Because <laughs> he, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, I mean, we all know what it was, but it was cool yeah. that the uh, the I like the uh, flip flop spot. Actually, it wasn't a spot. It was flip-flops. No flops. No spot. Shout out Cabana Man Dan. Been on the show a couple times. Once, maybe. Who, uh, whatever. <laughs> Once in a we, bonus I, show. Have we covered him twice? Covered him twice, and we made it nice. Uppercut by man. Dan into a two-count. Christian rolls out of the ring. Blake Christian hits Dan with the chair. Off the distraction of throwing the other chair in the ring because the ref was chasing that chair very well done springboard 450 stomp by blake christian and that is the pin he checked he um very then he uh very good match blake in the ring with the chair still puts dan's head into the chair adam was there any chance that the new sensation was going to come into ring the ring for help i told him i was going to jump in there if he needed it (laughs) luckily hunter drake got there before I, i did I, I was waiting for Adam to jump in the ring and save him. Honestly, right? The, the new sensation. Jesus Christ, Mike. Hey, did, oh, yeah, y'all use, did y'all use the uh, that song when y'all do house shows? No, Are I you use ready uh, for a new sensation. I use Magic Carpet Ride. Oh. I bet it is. Ooh, I, I bet like it you is. dreaming. Did, did you see? Did you say a four fifty stomp? Oh no, cool, I did not. Yeah. I said springboard four fifty. Then a stomp by okay. Christian. I didn't hear so the end in there. Okay. If you were, had your had your ears on. A 450 stomp would be pretty damn cool. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I know you like to call me out of my bullshit, but not on that one, pal. Like a 450 coup de gras type thing? Yeah, like a 450 coup de gras type deal. Blake Christian, he used that chair right on Cabana Man's knee, and then the 450 was perfect on his knees, too. Yeah. I thought that right was great. Right. Yep. Yeah, you like the knees, don't you? Hunter Drake uh, breaks it up. He does. He setting, up tomorrow, setting up tomorrow's match. Drake gives Dan his moment, raises his hand. Adam and Devin, any other up-and-coming wrestlers on this show that we should have know, we should know about and maybe we can get on later on down the road? The next match, the um I can't remember something loco and um nailed it. Gringo Loco, and I got the Ariz. 
Uh, Alrez, I think, is uh, he's fairly new. He's like the king of strange style, but he's actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Anybody he's also a bigger guy. He's real good. There's a tag team and two up and coming wrestlers that I'm super excited for. One from Seattle not. that was on Dynamite just a few weeks ago, and that is Nick Wayne. Another one is from the East Coast, and that is Jordan Oliver, who used to be yeah, in MLW. Oliver. My my wife has a Jordan Oliver shirt. You want to know why? Jordan Jordan Oliver had a match the next night, and he did freaking amazing. God, it was such a good match. So when we were at the GCW show, he was the first match of the night, and then he after he was done, he was just hanging out like with the crowd. And my wife said, "I really want to support this kid." So we went. She went over and bought a shirt from him, and I thought that was really cool because I think he's only like twenty three years old, twenty two. Yeah, 19? he's young, twenty two. Yeah, he's, and he was. This is two years. This is two years ago. So, you know, or, you know, I'm just saying, yeah, Jordan Oliver, big fan of him for sure. So their um, tag team, their tag team name is the East West Express. And I definitely suggest looking them, some more of them up on YouTube. Uh, somebody else to look for, Tony Depp and, and Adam Priest. Um, Adam Priest, I think he's going to get a lot. This is his first real match in GCW. Tony Depp is a mainstay in GCW, but he also just had a match with AEW Dark. Which so, he uh, he actually he went against Repentico and actually won that match. Uh, but the night after Dan had this match with Blake Christian, had a match with Tony Depp and he stepped in for um uh, Brandon um, Locksmith because he got hit on his ankle. So Dan stepped in and actually beat Tony Depp. Mike, are that. you doing okay over there, you motherfucker? What are you doing? Are you cleaning up the trash? Get your, get no, your ass I'm here. down. I'm listening. Just chill out. Yeah, we're listening. We're listening too. Anyway, Cabana Man, Man and Tony Deppin is a damn good match to watch, also. Great. Anybody see the first family uh, mortgage shot right after this? Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Because Conrad, Conrad bought like two rows of tickets and he had the two rows uh, opposite where you couldn't see behind the behind the uh, hard cam. So finally, one last question from a lady. Was he there? Dallas. Yeah. Conrad, uh, it was Conrad, uh, Corvon Forster, um, Cassio, Cassio, um, the oh, comedian, yeah. the comedian from Howard Stern. Oh, Shuley. Shuley, yeah, Shuley was there. Hilarious. I met him. And there's oh, yeah. some other guys that was, I didn't recognize, but they were there too. Oh, yeah. Well, the yeah, question shout from, out from, Shuley. From Allison Faye. She wants to know if we're going to see Cabana Man Dan at Top Guy Weekend 2023. Well, stay tuned. Other than that, we are done with this match. It was a great, great thing. Glad we covered it. Back to you, James. What if? And this is a shout out to Cabana Man Dan because we all know he listens to us every week, especially when we come out. So, hey, Commander Man Dan, what if I were to buy a uh, meet and greet for a said show and then just have my phone out? <laughs> you know, you could just like, hey, he's been on the show before, you know? What if I buy one of the meet and greet things and just like straight up like a selfie like, hey, Commander Man Dan, say hey, what's up to the Kickout Crew fans, all like, you know, 17 of them. Hey, something to think about. Hey, Cabana Man Dan, why don't you chop James with a flip flop? Oh, yes, please. 
Yeah. Uh, this confirms that all these guys hate me and they are assholes. Throw back to that. Everyone hates James. Uh, that is the truth. But uh, you know, I think we've done a. You know, we've done enough joking right now. It's time to get down to the real jokes. And what better joking segment than the hottest segment in a wrestling podcast? And boy, you don't want to miss this. It is Waka 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 with Adam. So, Adam, take it away. I forgot to take my beanie off of this one. Oh, well, that's a different. Ah, There's Adam's hair. Hey, ladies, get the mop because your boy. By the way, there's an outsider chance we're going to be getting in under two hours tonight. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so I've only there. got four. I got four quick ones right here. I think it's a big, sexy chance. <laughs> that was awesome. So, <laughs> hey, did, did y'all know that R2D2 is like the most obscene character in the film industry? Because everything he says, they bleep it. So ever, they bleep everything he ever says. Uh, He's the most yeah. obscene talker what? ever. That's a good one. <laughs> waka waka. I mean, do you, have you ever realized that? Everything Not until now. <laughs> On the same hot dog. <laughs> no, I don't think he's a hot dog. He's a robot. That don't make no sense. So, how... I like that. How does a train hear another train coming? They toot toot. No. With its engineers. <laughs> ah, ears. Ah, ears. I get you. Waka waka waka. Yeah. Uh, so um, why do they call sea? Why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Why? Because, because if they flew over the bay, they'd be called bagels. Uh, ah. Ah. <laughs> I mean, hey, all you need is some cream cheese, probably whipped, and then uh, you know. Well, if you want to whip that bagel. Shout out Man. to bagels. Shout right, so out to what, bagels. What does a janitor say when he jumps out of a closet? Supplies. Supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it took me a minute. Supplies. <laughs> I like that joke. I've told that joke. <laughs> so I've never sad. heard that. I actually like that. That's pretty good. Brad. <laughs> Adam, I know I sent you a couple more jokes. I'm still waiting for those to come out. Right. <laughs> I keep, I think, I'm starting to think you sent them to the they wrong number. This is like five they weeks are the now, man. Brad, I think you sent them to the wrong number. Brad, where did you hear I, that I, joke? You have to give context. Or where did you tell that joke? I think I told it to my kids like about 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, cool dad. Oh, oh, cool daddy Brad Diesel. Surprise! That's good. Diesel. Brings back some old memories. Make some more memories, you know, with the uh, old big sexy. You know what I'm saying? Old cool big sexy. Daddy. This one's for you. Go ahead. You done, Adam? Yeah, I see. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. That's what we keep saying, Thank boy. Yeah. That should be my pickup line. <laughs> oh. Gonna see something short and sweet. Yeah. All tip, no shaft. What's up, ladies? I'm a grown and And James Elcori. Oh man, now I just realized why you don't put your real name on shit. <laughs> Not a shower. Hey, yeah. Yeah, blue chew and uh anyway. Uh, we ain't got nice funky yet. Randy. 
Well, well, would that would that bring us up to you, Brian? Yes, it would. I was just waiting to be introduced. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. So next on the timeline of the outline will be Brian. Yay! So just some quick would you rather. We're gonna keep it wrestling related questions, okay? Would you rather have Sasha back in the WWE or Mandy Rose back in the WWE? WWE, not in wrestling, in the WWE. Adam. Mandy Rose. Why is that? Because she's gorgeous. Good answer. Devin? <laughs> I'm going to say Mandy Rose for the I'm soul shocked. factor. I'm shocked of, already. <laughs> Both. Go ahead. I want Sasha to stay out of the WWE and see what happens. I was very specific for that reason. Very Michael? good point. Very Michael? good point. I, um, I was almost going to say Sasha because I think she has a better room work. But... Oh. Sasha. But I think what Devin said, what what Devin said makes sense. I would would like to see what she does outside WWE. So we know what Mandy can do. Bring her back in, let her sell pictures, and we keep on buying them in her videos, and let Sasha go do something something else. So Mandy Rose it is. James? Uh, As long as she can do her pictures and videos. Yeah, because I want to see what Mercedes Monet, here comes the Monet, can do. You know, and you know, because she thinks a lot highly of herself, and I get it. So I kind of want to see her do these independent things. Maybe it'll pay in that, maybe it won't. But uh, if you're talking about bringing somebody back, I mean, who's more tan? Who's tan enough to, uh, you know, Mandy Rose's asshole? Like her, her butthole's so tan, like. <laughs> People say you got to be tan, you know, like to make an impression, giggity. So, I mean, she's tan all the way to the cheeks, all you know, like all the way down the cheeks. So, wouldn't she be the one you bring mm-hmm. back because she's tan all the way to the, you know, brown eye thing? I am with you. I'm going with Mandy. Um, like her, like you say, her her, her ass is tan to my face. So that's always a good thing. Right. But I think Mandy, Mandy's more WWE. We want to see what Sasha does outside of the WWE. Very yes. good answers. Mike's right. wall is tanner than your face. I mean, let's be real. So this is, uh, there's three of these. This is the second one. Do you want FTR to stay on course in AEW? What they're doing now, what you have seen lately, or would you like to see them leave and pursue other avenues? Go ahead, James. You're the one shaking your head. On course? What do you mean on course? Not on TV? What are they? Yeah, right. I'm telling you what you've been seeing. Not like you're going to get the AEW championship. Follow what's been happening. I would like them to be on AEW TV. I that don't think question. them going to WWE is going to be, you know, roses like they think because the changes are adrift or are a shift or are the winds of shit are going, whatever you go, whatever the uh, have to be WWE. Huh? Doesn't have to be WWE. It can be anywhere. I want them to go to anywhere besides WWE. Uh, Well, they already do because if they they stay with AEW, they get to go other places. So I'm going to say stay with AEW. I wish they would not be booked the same in AEW. I wish they would be booked, booked at AEW. They do not. they do not need all the titles. They weren't even there. What did they? Yeah, they don't. They don't need all the titles. Going to be treated good. I agree with the crew and think they should go elsewhere. And I would love to see them wind up in NWA and win the Crockett Cup this year. 
Ooh. The I last ain't nobody wanted. Listen, you would. real quick. You let would. me yeah. let me explain real quick. The no, last team course, to win yes, the Crockett please. Cup in 2022 was the Briscoe Brothers, who had the legendary feud with the Briscoe Brothers. FTR. I would love to see FTR honor the Briscoe Brothers and win the trophy. That they they have to pay helped. them more than they're going to get in return. Fuck you, Devin. Devin made a good point. Fuck you, Devin. And Adam, you seem good to point. agree. Yeah, because they've already done the whole worldwide thing. I, I know they wanted to, to be known as one of the, the best tag teams ever. So they went to Mexico. They've been to Japan. You know, they haven't done um they have done impact and they haven't done NWA like like Devin said. And um I know when the Briscoes was in NWA, they had a thing against the Rock and Roll Express, I believe. Yep. So um it would be good to see FTR to do something in NWA as a tribute to the Briscoes. I agree with Devin 100%. Yep, and I want them to go as well. I think they, um, they're not being used properly in AEW, and I'm ready for them to move on to different things. Finally, who would you rather see in the main event of WrestleMania? Stone Cold or The Rock? We're keeping it simple. Let's go. Who do you want? Who would you rather see? Eric Young. Huh? All right, the it's Bears versus Redneck. Yeah, oh, one of them, right? I'd yeah. rather see Stone Cold, but yeah. Okay. If I had to Stone choose one, mind. if I had to choose one, that's all you get to choose. I think one. it. Well, I think it may three. be this fucking profile picture. That's why I'm talking. If I had to <laughs> choose one, yes, sir. The Texas bastard. Uh, I would go with the Brahma Bull. What the fuck did you... Mm, Okay, go ahead, Devin. I would go with The Rock. I'd love to see the Battle of the Samoan Dynasty. Love to see Cousin versus Cousin. It was hinted on in uh, Young Rock. And I'd love to see Mm. it. Adam? The Rock, because I've always been a huge Rock fan. And two, this is a three-year storyline. And I want to see where it's heading. I want to see it culminate to something. So, I mean, I'd love to see Stone Cold. Don't get me wrong. We seen him last year. So, um, I think The Rock versus Roman, title or no title, I don't care, either one. I just hope that they – it's just because it's a storyline, man. I'm a huge fan of storylines. So well, yeah, if you think about it, though, whoever it is, they either A, have to lose at WrestleMania – or B, have to have two matches so they can win at WrestleMania and lose the next match and lose the title. They're not going to win the title. But um, it's going to be The Rock. It should be The Rock because Stone Cold did it last year. I mean, what are we doing? That wasn't the question. I said, who do yeah, you want to be in the main event? Stone Cold yeah. or The Rock this year. Right. But y'all all said. The what the hell do I care about this year? No, well. Who's going to get the bigger hey, pop? Hey. The Rock has been gone for 10 years. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. You guys what gave the most bullshit pander answer. You want to see The Rock because you already saw Stone Cold. That's so my why answer. the fuck would better. you not want to see Stone Cold? I'm not saying he opponents because you all pop for Rock one, because but. of his opponent. Y'all chose it because you get Rock and Roman. Stone Cold doesn't get to choose his opponent. You know what I'm saying? What if it was Stone Cold and Roman? Huh? Ooh. I like it. It's great. Like I'd watch that. I'd love to pay for that. And what's the difference between Rock and Roman? 
I don't understand why you're so angry. <laughs> well, no, I, I think y'all just uh, deep. Because uh, I like Stone Cold, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand why. I don't think your comebacks rock. are good enough to be putting us down. <laughs> the answer is The Rock. Oh, oh so you premeditatedly asked the question. Back to you, James. Thank fuck. All right. Hey, well, uh, you know, Devin. Can, yes, sir. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to hey, I'm gonna take a little pause, a little breather. Because Devin doesn't deserve this on his demographic. You know. So, but Devin. did his demographic. Was that? Where was I at? That was it. Oh, yeah. Going. Well, hey, what better we way ten- to watch wrestling and, uh, you know, pretty much tell all of your friends that they're assholes and they're wrong than with some uh, good food? So, uh, Mike, what's on the Mike's Me Minute? Because, uh, you know, Brad's looking at a timer <laughs> right now, so something's got to be cooking. Hey, I thought this we is didn't easy. Did we not? Did we do- y'all told me no, no, y'all just <laughs> Do it. Do all it. right, do all right. Man, so- uh, no one's mentioned it at all, but as the day this episode drops, happy Groundhog's Day. Oh, fuck you. What? <laughs> what? We're going to have six more weeks of winter, and then, yeah. Oh, we you. who? Us? America. Congratulations. America's last. No, I mean, America, I ain't going to have no goddamn six to... more weeks. Congratulations. The North. Oh, it's going to snow in the Northeast? Come on. Whoa. I'm going to be oh, It is storming here right now. Oh, you had to last I'm week. Rad. What? <laughs> you had the nerve to wish someone a happy new year. Well, well I, I don't think it's going to snow in the Northeast, uh-huh. Devin. That, that ain't going to work for me, y'all. We ain't doing six weeks of winter. I can't do that. I wish we could bury somebody for six weeks. Cold. That's a deep cut right there. Happy Groundhog Day to all that. our listeners out there uh, from the Kickout Crew. Happy Groundhog's Day. I hate Groundhog's Day. I hate Groundhogs. Fuck Groundhogs. They dig a hole. That's all. Yep, back for the to people you, on the audio, they have no idea what this is. So uh, that was Mike making fun. Uh, you can do your thing now. Mike. Speaking hey, of making of- fun, why don't we make some food with Mike's meat minute? So Mike, what you got this week? I got something very easy to do this week. I am going to do a lemon pepper pulled pork recipe and if you want to know the recipe tune in to the kickout crew youtube because mike did a live mike's meat minute on youtube check it out that's mike meets mike's meat minute this week and there you go fuck you there it is yeah so you'll just have to check out that footage if you want the recipe tick tock check it out I spent I spent twelve hours on that video. Hey, you do it. It it was good. I watched it already. I got. Hey, should have got Tyler to do make it. it. Should have got Tyler to do it. I should have because he would have done a lot better. But always remember, it's way easier okay. when Tyler does everything. Tyler oh, yeah. is just the goddamn golden goose. You always remember that. And what better than a golden goose? Was that all you had though? I guess. That's it. Conclusion. Next week. 
Brad, what do we got next, next week, Brad? Next week, we um, we only know of one match next week, and that match, Devin, you gave it to us already. It's Sasha versus Charlotte from which from which uh, pay per view? Uh, what? Twenty twenty one. Um, not Sasha. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte at Survivor Series. Survivor Series, yeah. Yeah, yeah, champion uh, versus champion. We're not sure uh, what else is going on in that show yet, so just stay tuned. But that's one match for sure. So that's next week. Listen up on Twitter. And if you want to advertise with us, and if you want to advertise with us, hit us up at tikotgrouppod at gmail.com. That's sure. where we're at. That's true. And sure. I am at Whitaker1028. Hit me up with all your recipes and let's get her done. Speaking of getting there done, uh, what you got, Brad? Uh, Brad it, and, um, yes, yes, man, Brad on Twitter. This was a fun episode. We um, we really like our, our Cabana Man Dan and uh, enjoyed talking about him. And, of course, when it comes to the kickout crew, you know, we're always going to show our respect to the ladies. And it was great talking about the first ladies' main event, Trish versus Lita. And uh, it was a fun episode, guys, even though we fight. We love each other. Yeah. Even you, James. And, loaded, and it's Thursday at it's Thursday eight fifty five. Top and you guys, know what that means? Gals, you know what that means? <laughs> it's also we got a big sixty five more minutes. So uh, <laughs> Brad and Mike already uh, took hold. So Devin, why don't you uh, you know take hold and tell the people how they can reach you? You know, dem- demographic and all that stuff. Well, Twitter, like uh, uh, Brad Instagram, said, TikTok. All that. Like Brad said, this was another fun episode this week, guys. From a legendary well, I was a legendary feud of mine growing up with Trish and Lita and a great wrestler that I got to like meet over Zoom here in 2022, Cabana Man Dan. I'm excited to see where his career goes. I'm excited to see where we keep growing. Catch us on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. We're all at the kickout crew pod, and I am at Devin D19. I'll be damned. Yeah, well, hey, uh, hey, De- hey Devin, how are we, how are we doing on uh, TikTok and all that? We got a lot of videos up there. Terrible. If be a friend, tell a friend. If you like what we're doing and you like the clips that Devin's posting, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, tell a friend. Help spread the word to that New York bastard up there. Fucking, uh, you know, Devin. And if you hate our t- yeah, hate our TikTok, message Devin. Message Devin. Hate our, My man. Hate our, My man. Hate our Snapchat, message Devin. Hate our Instagram, message Shut Devin. up. Right. <laughs> Adam, 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 what about you? <laughs> Adam <laughs> underscore from underscore Bama. Thanks to RJ and everybody doing their questions. RJ wrapping it up. And I'm repping my Paul Water Dave shirt. Oh, yeah. So, listen to him. He's got a good podcast. So, the only reason why I bring him up because I'm actually going to go visit Paul Water Dave when this drops. It'll be that weekend after when everybody hears me now. We're going to go see him in Mississippi. No, I'm not going. Oh, I was told on the show you were. I was planning on going. Things. Well, they've already announced it. So, sorry. (laughs) Me, James, and I think I'm going to take the sun with me. Just saying, they already announced it. So you better figure it yeah. out. Back to you, James. I like how Adam was legit saying who's going to go. And then Brad, host of the show, was like, Mike, you're going, right? And then, while Adam was literally saying who's going. Well, because uh, on yeah. Palmwater Dave show last week, they said Mike Whitaker was going. 
well. Yeah, I, it, all intentions planned, last minute changes, not able to make it. Sorry Maybe to hear that. There's a rumble entrance. Yeah. All intentions, all right. but. Bring us home, buddy. All right. Well, it looks like we got three minutes. Huh. Supposedly. Nah. I do uh, want to thank uh, you know all the guys uh, for another great episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for putting in questions. I want to you know thank you for uh, you know taking part in your show, which is uh, you know Kickout Crew. You can find us at Twitter, uh, you know at Kickout Crew. Devin, you can find us on YouTube, Kickout Crew again. You can find us on uh, you know Devin said the Instagrams and the TikToks and all that stuff. And here's the thing. You got our, you got us, you got our names, you got our number. Well, not numbers, but you know what I'm saying. You know, you hit us up because it is your show, and that's the uh, feeling we try to project. You know, because uh, we're really glad that we have a lot of fans, and uh, we appreciate all the support. Because in all reality, like life is a motherfucker sometimes, and we just want to be that escape. So you know, when life just fucking pins you down, sometimes just kick out it too. You have the power to kick out it too. And then you have the power to get right back up and put on the finish. You know what I'm saying? Power up, hulk up, you know? So when life gets you down, kick out it too. Because that's what we all do. You know why? Because it's your show, The Kickout Crew. Thank you for joining us. Hope everybody has a great week.